You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here, I can honestly say this, with one of our favorite people in the world, Mark Chip Chase from Mac Marketing. Now, let's dive into this. Did you know that George Washington is said to have created the first ever promotional product? The story goes Washington is credited with creating an election button for his 1789 campaign. Now, that's some history that you didn't learn in school. And luckily, we're in the promotional space And it's still alive and well right now, which is awesome. But a lot has changed. And really, the promotional products industry has changed a lot, even in the last couple of years. And as we like to say it around here at the Dunstan Group, we can put your name and your logo on anything. But Scott would say almost anything. And we have more about that coming in the future. But we're excited to welcome one of the giants in our industry, Mr. Mark Chip Chase from Mac Marketing. He's created an amazing business. Uh, He was born in England and, and came over to the United States. So we both share a passion for for football, the real football, even though we might not support the same clubs. But you know, it's kind of ironic. We're both sitting here in in football kits or soccer kits, as we call it in America. Uh, so we can't wait to get this started. Thank you, Mr. Mark Chip Chase, for joining us on the Brand Butters Podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, the invite. Now, as we were saying a second ago, my heart is pounding right now, but I'm I'm excited for this, and I'm very, very flattered for the invitation, so thank you. Come on, you played Dude. on Arsenal's field, and I think you scored in that game. Come I on did, now, like, what are we I talking did. about? Like, you're a legend. I am a legend. <laughs> and, and a professional dart thrower. Yeah. I just found that out. <laughs> and, and I had no idea about the freaking George Washington button. Not me, either. I've been in this world for 23 years that Brian just dropped some knowledge. You I, guys need I, to learn more about He's, he's looking right. in the history a little bit. Oh, now, my son who works for me would probably say he sold it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Nick would definitely say that. That was my that was my PO. So Mark, that was my PO. Mark, you're you're one of the best there is at what you do, and we know that because we have a really really strong relationship with you. And um, you know, we're glad you're here. So thank you, thank you for being here, um, and thank you for being a friend. And welcome to Charlotte. He's he's new to Charlotte, right. and. Uh, just moved here. He's got a great family, and they're kind of all in our industry. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark, and, and how you how you got in the industry in the first place and um, sure. where we are now. Yeah, so um, I come from England. I'm from a very, very small little village about 25 miles from Cambridge, about 50, 60 miles from London. So no one lives in our village but about 2,000, 3,000 people, and all of a sudden – um, this family move in, a military family move in, and they have a daughter. Her name is Tara. So Mark at the time is 15 and Tara is 14, and we just meet at the park one day, start talking, start a relationship, start dating, and um, five years later, the military take them back to America. So we are like, okay, we are too young to get married, but we're you know we're five years deep in a relationship. What are we going to do? So we flicked a coin. No, we didn't do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Mark fashion. Yeah, exactly. So we decided we would take a chance on this. So Tara left um, in January, and her father petitioned with the government for to bring me over here. So he had to show financial background and everything else, and basically that he would be able to support me should I not have a job. So there's actually a show on TLC called The 90 Day Fiancé. And it's mostly about online dating. Well, that was kind of us 36, 37 years ago. So we got, a, got the petition. We um, 
I moved over here in the end of June and we had 90 days to get married. So we got married up in Pennsylvania purely because all of Tara's family was up in Pennsylvania. So it was easier for us to go to them than to come to us. So we got married on August the 12th, 1989. And um, just had a job, didn't have any skill. I was young, I was, I was 20 years old and uh, Tara was 19 and just tried to figure it out. And stuck. we were sinking, right? We would get paid on a Friday. We'd be broke on Wednesday. We could write a check on Thursday because it wouldn't clear till Friday. It was a vicious cycle. So after about 18 months, you know, I said to Tara, I said, this is not for me. You know, I just can't settle. I think you, without having a college degree, being very good looking, having a rich uncle or just being lucky, right? I'm going to struggle. So we went back to England and had a little boy. His name is Nick. He's now 30. When Nick was about two, we looked at ourselves in the mirror and we were like, we're doing the exact same thing just over here. And there's probably more opportunity for us long term to go to America, in America. So we moved back. Um, yes, I used to be very, very poor as a child. So we played a lot of darts. Darts, you don't need any equipment, just a dartboard and three darts. And I was pretty good. So I got involved in a dart tournament, won a bunch of money, met this guy, told, told me there was a job for, in this manufacturing facility, which I knew nothing about it, but they, they sell promo. So I did it. And then one day there was a trade show here in Charlotte. UPS lost all the shipment, lost all the samples. The, the owner was here and he was kind of pissed, right? Because he's, he's here, he's got nothing to do. So just to get out of the office for three days, I'm like, I'll drive down. I'll drive down. It's five hours. I don't mind. So I drove down. He said, bring a jacket. You know, you can work the booth tomorrow. Did the booth. And the multi-line rep said to the owner, he's like, this accent is good. People like this. You know, he's, he's young. He's energetic. Give it a shot. So I did. So he, so I, so he gave me the position. And um, I just loved it. I would go to all these trade shows. And the show would be from, I don't know, we'll say 10 to 2. I would get in there at 9.45. I was making sure I was the first person there. I would not leave until the last person left. I was just trying to build a database and just trying to make friends. And I was working extremely hard, making no money. But I was building something. And I saw this. And then one day I was traveling with our regional multi-line rep. And I said to him, when I'm a big boy, I want to do what you do. Because this looks like so much fun. And by luck and whatever, two years later, I got a phone call from a guy called Sean Kanak, who was at Dunbrook at the time. And he's like, hey, there's a guy here looking for a sub rep. You know, I think you'd be a perfect fit. We were scared about being commissioned only, so we didn't do it. And then about two months later, you know, we were still just not exactly happy with where things were going. So let's give it a shot. And um, truthfully, that's, we started that in 1999, so 10 years after I first moved here. And uh, we have never looked back. We've been extremely lucky. Um, I like to think you create your own luck. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my attitude... Hard work makes you about, lucky. Yeah, How about that? <laughs> you know, I look at this, is, this is a very, very strong relationship game. And... Um, I knew when I first moved here, you know, I didn't have that college degree going for me. I'm going to win on my accent and on a work ethic. And that's kind of how it's worked. And we've been we've been blessed. We've been very, very fortunate in what we've done. And we've been successful and we have a lot of fun along the way. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. I got a question. Why do, why do people, why are Americans, I guess, so fascinated with the English accent? I don't know, right? I think I hear it a lot, right? So, um, not, I get all the time... I hear an accent. Where are you from? We just had it just yeah, a little while ago. Absolutely. And I'm like, um, well, where do you think? And I get it all. <laughs> I get it all. Just this week, I had France. <laughs> um, but really? I would, I'd, honestly. But I would say nine people. Clearly, they've of, never been to Europe. Evidently, yeah. right? Wow. Nine out of ten people think I'm Australian. And I yeah, get yeah. that all the time. And I, and I think, you know, we were just chatting about that. You know, the accent, you know, you know my wife will say it gets thick if I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. If I'm around uh, other British people, 
or if I'm trying to make an impression, right? Then I make it a little bit thicker. But people, for, for whatever reason, just think you're smarter if you have this accent. And if you get to meet, meet me, you know that's not true because I'm not too. <laughs> I agree for years. And, and we, we kind of changed this recently and there was no real reason. But for years, we had a, a British lady as our answering service. I remember that. And I would get and we would get so many comments about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? We got comments about that. Like it, it was an icebreaker. It was like folks were wondering. And then my redneck butt would get on the phone and talk all North Carolina and country. And, <laughs> and they're like, dude, this this is not pairing up. I was like, it's not supposed to. Right. <laughs> Can you put the British girl yeah. on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's well, like, I want to meet this girl. Uh, you know, and yada, yada, yada. But, she's really hard but, to get yeah. in touch with. <laughs> we it's, can't uh, introduce yeah. you to her. Sorry. Can't give you all our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but to your point, funny. it's it's. I don't know. I, I think there's prestige. There's the royal family. There's all the, you know, the history. And, and I think folks are just fascinated with that entire mm-hmm. story. You, you know, Americans right. tend to be. Um, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. And I, I, I see like my brother, he grew up in Eastern North Carolina too. He's lived in Oregon for, I don't know, uh, maybe 20 years now, 18 years. And he has an Oregon accent now. So I'm surprised that you, you still have it the way that you do because you've been here so long. Right. You know, and you do kind of tend to, to evolve your accent based on where you are and who you're talking to. Like you just said about uh, when you're around other Brits, your accent gets thicker. Why is that? Like, it's just, it's interesting, but, um, but yeah, man, it's, I think it's totally an edge for you amongst a lot of other things. It definitely helps, Um, right? Unless you screw something up, right? Once you mess up, it's like, hey, it's the guy with the accent. Freaking Brit. It's me. Yeah, Freaking Brit. So um, uh, you've been in the industry for a while, and I love the story, right? You, you really were just out there, and, and you were looking for an opportunity, and, and you saw the vision, right? I think there's a lot of people now, and especially 2023, it's all about instant gratification. It's not about falling in love with the journey. It's about falling in love with immediate results. And we all know to be successful, it takes effort. It takes the long journey. Look, now there's some people that might get on TikTok and get millions of followers, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, look, they did it in two weeks. Great. That's the, that's not normal, right? Really what's normal is treating people the right way, putting your head down, working your ass off and understanding that in 10 to 15 years, if I do this, I'm going to be exactly where I want to be. And I think that's where you're at. Um, but I want to jump into kind of your organization as a whole, you know, and, and I'll explain this in our industry with the Dunstan group we're distributors. We work with manufacturers all over the world and what differentiates working with Mark versus others. And there's some other amazing ones out there. I don't want to discount them is that Mark's there to answer our call. Mark's there to, to help us when things go wrong. Mark's there for idea generation. Mark's there for the creative help to, to support the clients that we work with. And you've done such an amazing job throughout the years. But tell us how that evolved from getting your first line to now repping some of the best lines that we even get the opportunity to sell. And what I would say is some of the best lines, if not the best, in our entire industry. Well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, it, it, it was a work in progress, right? I was very fortunate that when I mentioned Sean Kanak and the other guy was Bill McDonald. Bill was a rep, is a rep, sorry. Um, he gave me a couple of, or he partnered with me on a couple of very good lines. So I opened up the door instantly. So that's half the battle is getting in front of somebody. Because once you get in front of them, it's up to you if you want to leave that impression, if you want to make, make it memorable, right? And I kind of wake up every morning excited for my day in front of me because I get to hang out with my friends, right? So when I first started, 
you know, Tyra will t- talk about this. You know, I first started, I was gone Monday morning and I came back Friday night and I was doing 60, 70,000 miles a year. I was calling on seven or eight people a day just trying to get them to know me. And I realized that was a, a recipe for disaster, right? Because you really can't accomplish anything in that way. You've got to just build a relationship as opposed to just coming in, saying hi and going on. Mm-hmm. So um, over a couple of years, I realized that was probably not the right direction. I was making a name for myself. People were starting to hear about me. And I was a sub-rep to Bill. And then after about four or five years, or maybe three years, um, I was getting loans on my own. And I, then I was I was no longer the sub-rep. I was the master rep, and I was subbing out to other people. And I just looked at him one day, and I'm like, look, mate, it's probably best that we – I only have an hour meeting. You know, I make all of the commission on these lines. I make a quarter of the mission on these lines, commission on these lines. So we kind of directed it, and we went our own separate ways, and we – both never look back and we're both still friends to this day um i then changed my model with a kind of more of a less is more approach i didn't want the when i first started um the other my my peers my colleagues whatever they would have a whole set the whole southeast territory so literally florida all the way to virginia and everything in the middle i had a young family and i didn't want that i didn't want to be on the road all the time i knew i had to start something so i was gone to begin with so i'm kind of contradicting what i'm saying but i realized very quickly that i want to be a dad right and i wanted to be a business owner and i wanted to be an entrepreneur so after about um a couple of years of that i said you know what i'm gonna take a small territory i'm just gonna do virginia maryland and north carolina and i'll bet on myself that if I work this differently, it's not about having a large territory. It's about having a small territory and manage it better than anybody else. And, you know, one of my pitches when I meet somebody for the very first time, and I don't do that as much anymore because I've now got 25 years of, of history behind me. When I, I talk, I tell my story and I always open up, you know, how I met, met Tara and I moved over here and I did it because it's a kind of a cool story. But then I'm like, I've got to I speak a really big game, but I can back my shit up and just give me a chance to let you down. Once I let you down, call the next guy. But until I let you down, just keep coming back to me. So now my whole my whole ammunition is less is more, right? I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing. My suppliers will hear this and get mad at me, right? <laughs> I'd rather just go on that, you know, the the 80-20 business rule. I'm kind of a 90-10 guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just pick my top 10% and I'm in front of them all the time. And we'll have a touch point every single week. Even if I don't have a reason to touch you, I'm going to touch you just to make sure that you know that I'm here. And then um, over a period of time, you know, some lines come and some lines go. But for like, here we are today, 2023, I have five lines that I've had for over 15 years. That's something I'm extremely proud of, right? I, you should be. And we're fortunate. We get we get approached every month for a new supplier. To, hey, we, we've heard about you. Do you want to come be a part of this and whatever? But we have to analyze this and we have to kind of interview them as well. And if it doesn't fit for us, we're not here for a short-term dollar, right? We're here for the long-term and building a relationship and building success. And, you know, when my girls, I have twin daughters that are 22, Haley and Tori. And when they were born i mean i had distributors left right and center sending us birth gifts and congratulations and this that the other it was it was instantly i knew that i was surrounding myself with cool people right and like i said a minute ago i wake up excited because i know i'm going to hang out with my friends today i'm going to try and sell them something that's the only reason i'm here but i get to hang out with people i like and i'm a lucky fella I'm i'm a lucky bloke because i get to hang out with my mates and it's like a reunion right i see you two or three times a year and it's like 
So what's been going on the last, like, like just yesterday when I saw you yesterday, I'm like, so tell to me about the cabin, you know, what's the bear, the bear situation and what's hunting. I, it's just fun. And I, I spend half my time just trying to catch up on the family and the soccer and whatever. The pictures, the pit, like I said yesterday, people buy from people they know, they like, and, tr and they trust. I just got to check those boxes because if that's the case, I've, my job is done. Because my suppliers, I'm fortunate, it took some time, but my suppliers are brilliant. So I'm just the guy with the accent who tries to make jokes and have fun with it. But And I have Nick and Haley now. So we, what we did, um, if I'm going too much to stop. No, me, go, but, go, go. No, man, so this about, is you, buddy. About five years ago, my son, who's working for a supplier, reached out to me and he's like, Dad, I'm just tired. I want to be a dad. Kind of like what I said a minute, I want to be a dad. I have a young son. His name is Jack. And I want to be home for Jack. I'm gone Monday through Thursday or Friday every week, and I'm I'm burnt out. Can you got room for me? And I'm like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, come on. But I knew he had a decent salary. I'm like, how am I going to figure this out? So I could expand my territory. I could get more lines. Or I could, but with me and him, could we increase our sales by X amount of dollars that would cover Nick's salary? So I was talking to a friend of mine and I was kind of sharing what I was doing. And she's like, well, I appreciate you would share that. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm getting ready to go work for an industry giant and I'm going to give up all of my lines. So I'm like, hold on a sec. Really? Let me, let's work a deal out and I'll just buy your, buy your company off of you. So that's what we did. Nick overnight moved to, moved to uh, Georgia. And um, so he went into a territory that he didn't know. He just bet on himself um, bet on our reputation. And again, because of the relationships that I have with my other suppliers, they believed, they believed in me. Nick went down there and um, is doing a phenomenal job. So that's been brilliant, right? So then COVID comes and slows some things down and some things kind of change around. And we look at each other and we're like, why don't we try Florida? Now's the perfect time, right? We can do this on a hybrid motion and just like, do a lot of Zooms and just try and, we've never done Florida. Our territory is Maryland, Virginia, North and South Carolina. Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama, Mississippi. So, um, but we the only thing we don't do is Florida. So a supplier came to us and said, you know, we're looking at Florida. Your name's coming up with everybody that we talked to, but you've got to go to Florida. So we looked at each other and we're like, well, why don't we, right? Let's just give this a shot. Let's roll the dice. So um, we realized we needed a third person because Florida is its own territory. And uh, my daughters were uh, juniors in college. And I said to Nicholas, I said, well, we've got to, we've got to try and, find someone we've got to start recruiting and he's like let's talk to Haley so Haley was 20 and um she was like I don't want no part of this it's, you know I'm in college I'm having fun and then she's like well hold on a minute you know in a year's time I'm going to be with everybody else who's graduating looking for a job and I've got a job waiting for me if I so she decided to roll up her sleeves and take summer classes and graduated eight months early and did it hybrid to begin with. And then in the summer of this year, she moved down to Orlando. And she's kicking some ass. I mean, she's young. She's 22, which scares me, right? Because she's in a new territory and a new city that she doesn't know. But she's very pretty. She's very young and energetic. She's very sincere. She tries really hard. And uh, she checks a lot of boxes. So, you know, she's a work in progress at doing extremely well. So now we have three of us. So it's a true family business. It's me, <laughs> it's Nick, and it's Haley. And that's its challenges, right? Because, you know, if you nick does something that I don't like, you know, it turns into an argument and then it's kind of hard to separate family from, from work, right? But we're getting there and it works out perfectly. Yeah, but there's so much more to it from a trust and understanding. And, you know, the, those are all worries that typically you would, you would have. But 
you don't necessarily have that because obviously you trust your children. Um, and that, that's a story in itself because, uh, we met your son before we met you, Nick, who you're just describing. And he, he, when he was with that supplier and we won't name names, but when he was with Mm -hmm. that supplier, uh, he was our rep. Right. And I will tell you for a fact, I have never in my 23 years in this business, been in a room with a fella that knew his line as well as he did and sold it in a fashion that we, that, that became our drinkware line. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a little different piece this, you know, we've evolved, but yes, like he is very, very, very good at what he does. And I know you guys compete a lot, but he'll tell you he's good too. He'll (laughs) He'll say he's better than you. And then, and then he introduced us to you and and as that evolved. And so it's been a really cool experience to be a part of that story, uh, from a client. Well, it kind of goes into that 90, 10 thing, right? Because you're nine, I really don't want to pigeonhole it and say that 10%, but that's kind of where it is. And then you're looking for a sleeping giant, right? Or you're looking for the needle in a haystack because you see who the business is coming from and Nick's like, Dad, you've got to find these guys. These guys are awesome. You're going to have a great time with them and, and they're loyal as get out. So, um, you know, I, one of the good things Nick did was introduce me. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean. Well, we, now you're our guy, Nick's handling the Atlanta market, like exactly you said. Right. And, and, uh, and we keep up with Nick on social media and different things. And, and um, Nick, I yeah, think Nick also awesome. changed the way that we pitched product he certainly did especially when it came to drinkware when you have somebody that's a true resource like that and comes in and does such a great job and mark you do an amazing job as well like this is not like oh nick's the man and mark's (laughs) over here just chilling but it's a it's a true reflection of who your family are and really how you were a dad right and and i do want to jump into that in two seconds but nick when he came in and, and this is the thing i think with any business when you're pitching a product it's not about selling a product it's not even about selling a solution it's about being there for somebody. It's about being somebody that they can trust. And ultimately, in our opinion, it's what happens when things go wrong. And you guys are the best, and I repeat, the best at helping us when issues happen that we can't control, whether that's a factory messing up something, a package being lost. That means the world to us because we can't chase around reps and be like, can you please help us? And they don't get back to us because you know what? We're, we're letting our client down and we never have that problem with you. Uh, and, and honestly, it's, it's been amazing. Now I want to jump into this. You're a father. I'm a father of, of two young boys. You know, it's a dream, I think for any dad to have their kids not only fall in love with what they've done as a career, but now they've joined you, right? They're part of your team. Tell us about how proud you are of, of them and all of your kids. Cause I, cause I know you're, cause I'm a twin as well. So I know, I know that I know the dynamics around that very competitive, but all of them are in the promotional space and, and tell us a little bit about kind of their journey, but how proud you are of them and, and, and where they've, uh, where they've become as, as Nick being a parent. And then now your two young daughters entering in, into the uh, professional world. Well, I think it all started, like I said, when I, like I said a minute ago, I love what I do. Right. So the girls both were like, you know, one of the hardest things in life is doing something you don't like. Right. So let's just say you have a job that you just cannot stand. It's hard waking up in the morning and being energized to go there. And you've got to go there for the next five days. You're going to be there for eight hours. And I said to the girls when they were in school, I said, if you have a class that you don't like, if you have a friend that you like, but they're a challenge, get a different friend, get a different class because life is too short. And I had a job that I just didn't care, didn't care for. It became, I wouldn't say cancerous, but it became like, God, I couldn't wait till Wednesday because I was so much closer to the weekend. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have that, right? So I think over time, my girls and Nicholas too, were like, 
I love what I do. And if you love what you're doing, it's so much easier to do it. So I think that was kind of an evolution for both of my girls that they were like, I think I kind of want to do what dad does in that same, but Tori didn't want to get in the family business. She wanted to be able to separate family from work. And that's something that, you know, sometimes I I struggle with because, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do. But um, it's awesome having Nick. Like you just said a minute ago, I'm sitting here listening to you guys, you know, kind of kind of pissed off because you're like next <laughs> next the greatest greatest presentation we ever had i'm like okay hey, I'll scratch we, a little we bit said, here. i said before we met you, you it's know? a direct yeah. reflection well, the, of you my the, man the nut does not fall for and no and i'm i'm on. playing i'm purely playing uh, but but, but, but it makes me guys, but so it makes me very yeah. proud to hear that right because i mean it's yeah true. i had i had some influence on the way that nick's going to market and i had a lot of influence on the way he does that i have a lot of influence in things that he doesn't do right um I'm not the best trainer in the world, right? I know how to get from A to Z. I'm self-taught, right? so I can get there, but I'm not. It's very unorthodox. So if it's try and train someone in an unorthodox fashion, there's a bit of a challenge, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like Nick, when when Haley joined, Nick's like, look, I'm gonna train Haley. I need to do this. <laughs> Don't take this yeah. the wrong way. But I got I the think keys. I got Pops. this. I got I'm the like, keys. Let him run yeah. with it. You know. That's but awesome. it's brilliant, right? Because every time she does something right, he said, "Well, of course she does it right." I trained her. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, of course. But I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very fortunate. I've got two. I've got three brilliant children. I've got two great partners in Nick and Haley, um, and even Tori. I mean, I throw it off. I throw things at Tori from a different perspective all the time and ask her her opinion and. Tori's extremely smart, so she's probably the smartest one of all of them, honestly, but probably too smart oh, for us. We kind of want Tori on our team. I'm going to just say it on I the mean, record. Tori, if you winner. listen to your dad, give us a call. Let's talk. Tori's a winner. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'm very fortunate. They're all very self-driven. It, make, it makes me and Tara immensely proud of what they're doing and what they're accomplishing. They're very – our job's different, right? It's very, very different, and you've got to you've got to have a different mindset to do what we do because we're always gone. We're it's always hard. on our own. And, yeah. But we're lucky. We're very lucky. We are lucky, and we have fun doing it. it, it you know, just our industry is, it is a whole is challenging, right? We're customizing product, and every product we're customizing has a place with a client, and usually it's an event or something like that. And so there are deadlines. There are logistical issues. There's all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, you've already said it. Um, you stand behind what you do and you make it happen and, and, and provide solutions when things go sideways. And as a partnership, I mean, with our relationship and any of your other clients, that's very important yeah. because things do go sideways. And in the day, we're all trying to make sure our, our clients are happy. And um, so you help us with that. But that's kind very of part important. of us on our end when we're, we're interviewing a supplier, right? What's their reputation like? Because I'm just the guy with the accent who's trying to get you jazzed up on the yoga mat or the pen or the journal or the speaker. And I'm not in Salt Lake City or in Montreal, so I don't have any impact except I just know the right people. When things do go sideways, how can we make it better? And I'm not the smartest guy in the room, not by any means, but I've got I know the smartest people in their physicians. That makes me look really, really good. So I'm. I, it's, it's all about relationships, but my relationship with you guys 100%. and my relationship with my suppliers, right? Yeah. And one of the things I'll mention in, in, in our business, I mean, we are true believers in branded merchandise and, and creating a well-rounded marketing campaign. But it's something that when me and Scott and our team have conversations, we truly believe we can make an impact. We can share your story. We can support your nonprofit. We can tell the people what, you know, you want them to, to, to know about your brand. 
And that only happens because we have amazing suppliers. We have amazing, you know, manufacturers. One of the things that we do really well at the Dunstan Group is I'm not going to sell you every product that's out there. I'm going to fight you if I think it's a product that we won't be able to deliver, the quality won't be there. And that's really where that trinkets and trash kind of mindset comes from in the branded world. You have amazing lines. Not only do you believe in them, but we believe in them, right? And I think that's kind of half the battle, but that's why supporting this kind of supply chain and supporting someone like yourself, yeah, I could sell a bunch of different speakers, but I'm way more interested in selling Mark Chip Chase's speaker. Sorry to every other rep. (laughs) It is what it is. Um, Because of it's you. You know, right. and we get to work together and we get to have fun and, and we go to Charlotte FC games and we talk shit about Premier League because you like Arsenal and all that stuff. But, you know, like that's that's what I enjoy. I know when you come in, I get to see amazing products that I'm excited to go sell. But ultimately, we get to spend time together. We get to to, to become friends. I mean, that's really yeah. what we are. And I think that's what it's all about. I mean, in, in life and business, do something that you love. Fall in love with people that you work with. and Not really. I shouldn't say that. Holy shit. <laughs> HR. I love HR. You too, Brian. I HR. Love you too. HR. Do not fall in love with people that you work with. It's not okay. Just love the people that you work yeah, with. That's what I was go. trying to say. Um, but no, I just think we're so proud of you and it's been neat. I mean, I've, I've known you for seven years. Um, you now, you know, you work with my wife as a realtor. There, there's just all these different aspects of how we try to help each other out. And, and, and for me, and I'll just say it like, he, having you reach out to me and be like, Hey, I want to get in touch with Amanda meant the world to me. Right. It's like the dude does. I mean, you, I don't even know if you had met my wife at that point, honestly. And then all of a sudden she's now helping you guys, you know, figure out the area and figure out where you want to live. And to me, that's just like full circle. And that made me even more excited to be like, I got to sell a ton of Mark shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I got, I got to get to work, but that's the relationship that we just, are truly blessed to have, man. Well, yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And again, it, it, it goes, like you said, it goes full circle. It's, it's a two-way thing, right? I mean, I, I want to be around my friends, right? And mm-hmm. and I do cross the line, right? Because my clients are my friends and I love that. You know, it's it's cool. And I, I love coming here, right? It's always fun because, you know, Scott and I have very different paths and I love to hear the things that he does and I find them intriguing. Oh, well, you thank you, Mark. And you just support a <laughs> shitty football team, so that's easy to talk trash <laughs> to you, so that's great. <laughs> I just like to let everybody know I'm a Fulham supporter, and we are still in the FA Cup, but his Arsenal team is not. So whatever, <laughs> yeah, bigger fish to fry. Whatever, right whatever. All right, I got to get this guy out of here before we start really getting to the banter. Um, but no, dude. In in kind of closing in this, I just thank you as being a friend. Thank you as being a, a, a supporter of the Dunstan Group, always being there for us. It does not go unnoticed. I tell a lot of reps all the time that you're kind of the the person that you should model yourself after if you're a rep, right? And there's a lot of reps that I've dealt with that maybe won't pick up the call when there's issues. Maybe like, uh, we'll just let the dust settle is a, is a quote that you told me that that rep, rep told you. And you're like, you need to call Brian like right now. And he's like, I'll just let the dust settle. And you're like, bro, that is not the way to go. I've still not heard from that person. No names. Um, but, <laughs> but that means the world to me, right? Like if I called you on a Saturday and there was an issue, I don't want to take you away from your family. But at the same time, you're going to be like, hey, I'm at an event. I'm going to I'm, at 730 when I'm back in my house, I'm going to look into this. We'll take care of it. Done. You know, it's just incredible. I had that with Nick about a year ago. And I'm like, mate, listen, our phones on our business card for a reason. Right. And if somebody calls us, take if you can take that call, because if they're not and they need something in a, in a hurry, they're going to call the next rep. That's right. And once they get that next rep, and they do it right. They don't need us for that because these orders are going to come back. So. If we can, no, don't. If you're putting your daughter down for bed, then don't put her down for bed, obviously. But then, when you can get on it, because responsiveness, you know, that was my 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 ammo when I started. If you're calling me, it's a chance for me to make money. 
Mm-hmm. It's a chance for me to build a relationship. It's a chance for me to build your trust. And if you're calling me, you're not calling the next person. Right? 100%. And, and I'm, we're all friends, but we're all out to beat each other, right? And that's, that's the competitive nature of what we do. I've got one last question, and that is what, what are your biggest challenges on your side of the business right now? And what are you forecasting? Uh, because, man, we have been through the ringer the past yeah. three years. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one, right? Because I'm, I'm very emotional and I'm very numbers and I'm very emotional about numbers. Um, 2023, it's a bit cloudy, right? We don't know where things are going. You know, at the end of the day, our industry is an add-on, right? We don't have to have that golf tournament, you know, but we want to, but right now we don't have the budget for it or whatever. And we are very, very event driven. So if the events don't happen, so that does concern me a little bit. Um, I think suppliers in general have been a little bit more gun shy this year based on the uncertainty of the market about bringing out new products, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I'm going back to that, that that same old, same old, I've got to wall up my sleeves, make it work a little bit harder, maybe for like, make a little bit less money. But um, my personal challenge is, is time management. It's always been time management because I just I spread myself too thin at times. Um, to answer your question, I think stock is, n- is no longer the big challenge, right? Stock is there. Now we might have more stock than we need. So let's right. just figure out how to, way to make, how to make it happen. But for myself, all I'm going to do is just roll up my sleeves, you know, collaborate with Nick and Haley, collaborate with some key clients and just see what we can do differently and just stay prominent. Maybe we've got to make, make it. Make, make one extra phone call every night on the way home from the Dunstan group, make that quick phone call to see if someone else needs help. What are you working on? Just stay prominent. Just stay in front of people. Love it. Th- yeah. th- that's Virginia distributors you're calling, right? Smart it's player. It's Virginia you. distributor. He doesn't call any other <laughs> North Carolina ones when he leaves our house. You run NC. He knows. <laughs> yeah, we're the only one. No, there's a lot of amazing companies no. that do great work, and, uh, and we're right. just honored to be part of it. But, Mark, man, you're awesome. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you've been great, Nick and Haley. Congratulations to the success you guys have had. I, I, I honestly believe this is going to be a story where this business continues to grow and one where maybe, maybe someday Chippy retires on a boat. Probably not. You'll probably just work forever. But um, you look at Nick and being a father and, and all the children that he's been able to have and seeing how he's grown as an individual. And now you get to see Haley, who's just so energetic and what she's been able to do with your social media platforms and how she's been able to share the stories of it. It's truly incredible. You guys have kind of taken different generations, right? And you have now created something where you have the young and the energetic and the, and, and up to date on all the trends. And you have Nick, that's now the the dad and he's driving it and, and you who started it. So like, it's kind of like the perfect trifecta combo you got going on over there. So Congrats, my man. I love it. Well, uh, until next time, Mark, you're the man. We love you. And uh, thank you so much for all of your support. Until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.